Hello? Can you hear us? Yes. Hello? Can you hear us? Everybody, this is Purple Trader 3169. This is Dan Pinkston back for more. Making a triumphant return. This is my sister Melissa Hernandez, and today we're talking about the perception of time. She looks really thrilled to be here. <laughs> this is her first uh, stream, his second stream. Yeah. So. I'm a media savvy veteran at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing this episode uh, in uh, for New Year's, a perception of time. So uh, get ready, and this hour will fly by. Thrills, chills. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you guys know anything about the perception of time? Um, well, only from my... It? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> only from my perspective as being a slightly older person. You know, your perception does change somewhat. Days seem to go faster. That's true. All time seems to go faster the older you get. So, that's... It seems kind of unfair when you think about it. it should go the opposite. But you should be life should be better as you get older instead of worse. Yeah, the older you go you faster. Get, yeah, it's like the wiser you get, you should be right. being able to cherish. Well, those. once you're on the long glide path to the grave, <laughs> things start kind of moving faster. <laughs> it's like uh, you're going downhill on an out of control sled. And down at the bottom, there's a set of railroad tailings or whatever they are, you know, we're going to run into. Or but on that sure thought, let's go forward. <laughs> or a six-foot yeah, <laughs> drop. Yeah, a six-foot hole. <laughs> uh, anything you'd like to uh, add about the perception of time? Um, just, you know, when I'm bored, <laughs> time goes by real slow. <laughs> I don't know if she's trying to insinuate anything, but... I am not insinuating. Say it flat out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to mention that for Christmas, I got a handy-dandy uh, tablet for said podcasts. So here we go. We'll see how this works out. Okay. Um, okay, well, we'll start out with the perception of time is the study or chronoception. Um, it's a field within psychology, cognitive linguistics, and neuroscience that refers to the subjective experience or sense of time, which is measured by someone's own perception of the duration of the infinite and unfolding events. Um, all right, well, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> summed it all up. That went fast. <laughs> uh, 
So the there's a couple of terms that we need to know here. There's a time interval, um, which is the time um, which is between two events, and the time duration, which is the time the perceived time during the event starts and begins. I mean, starts and ends. Right. Right. So there are certain things that can take that can change those perceptions, both, I mean, age, you know, um, there's, if you're doing a lot of things like, um, during the duration or in between, you know, in the intervals, things like that, that can affect the perception of time. Um, but we'll go through each of these things. When it's kind of weird when you're looking. I thought when you're going to research it, it was going to be like really in plain terms, mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't. It was kind of like all scientific jargon. Like it was all very mostly just studied, yeah. very sci you know scien mm -hmm. scientifically, and it was. I mean, nothing was. Um, in, put in plain terms. So I'm going to try and do this as easily as possible. Okay. Um, the Dumb. first thing... Dumb it down for us. I'm going to have to for you guys. So... <laughs> <laughs> Where's the snare drum? Retrospective, um, which is uh, time, retrospective time estimation. Mm -hmm. So, like when you're looking back, and how long it takes looking back, and prospective time estimation. Which is what? When you're in the moment, how long it takes. Okay. So, you're sitting here thinking this is taking forever because you're in the moment and you're not enjoying it, right? But um, when you look back on it, you're like, oh my god, that was so much fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, one of the things, though, that, uh, that made, like, the biggest thing is if you're told to, that you're going to be timing it in your head. So, like, if I say, before you do this, I want you to estimate how much time this, is, this takes, that's one of the things that, the biggest thing that affects your time perception. So, if you knew about it beforehand, you're going to be more, um, more accurate, obviously, because you're paying attention to it more. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Any comments on that? <laughs> well, as William J. Friedman once said. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to comment that when I started doing these podcasts, my dad was like, uh, do you just get all this stuff off of Wikipedia? And I was like... The answer was yes. No, I get a lot of it off of Wikipedia. 
But I also get a lot of these. I actually go on the scientific like websites and like like TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually go and read no, scientific articles. You actually have a lot of notes there. Yeah. So this is like real stuff. Just so you know that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, there are three categories. Okay. Um. So, subseconds, interval timing, and circadian timing. Um. Subsecond is like you know you're thinking about it in actual time. Mm-hmm. Interval timing. Uh. Second to minute. And circadian timing is like roundabout, like when this happened in relation to something else. Like, this happened before yeah. 9-11, or this happened oh, after 9-11. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I can see the issue here with this tablet is I'm having that. <laughs> 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 um, so, Right. Anyway, um, animals. That was one of the things I really wanted to look into, is how flies, like how smaller animals perceive time, and how they say that like a fly, um, it, like, they perceive time slower, like, because... It was shorter lifespan? Yeah. Um, it says, animals of smaller size have a fast uh, metabolic rate, so mm-hmm. they um, experience time more slowly than larger animals. Is that why they can react so quickly to things? Mm-hmm. Like you can never, hardly ever swat a fly because it's... They see your hand going it. like this. Yeah. Uh, I just killed ten seconds. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, goldfish, um, they can perceive time. It's kind of um, this is why. Yeah, I was just gonna say the exact same thing. Like, how do you know? So they did a couple of studies. One of the studies was, and this is all kind of. They asked goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. What time is it? <laughs> but they went off on a greatly divergent path, and many of the results were not good because they were actually analyzing goldfish crackers. <laughs> so it kind of skewed the results because they did not have much of a perception of time. Yeah. Well, I, I this whole thing is, like, with animals is kind of, how are you going to, even if you do all these tests, how is it, even if it relates to humans, how do you know that translates to animals, right? And even if it's a subconscious thing, does that even, I mean, time to me seems like it would be a conscious thing, not like a subconscious thing, you know? So like one of the tests that they did was they did a light stimulus, Mm -hmm. right? Like flashing lights, and then after like 10 seconds they shocked them. And then, um, then they noticed, like, after a while of doing this, they saw the fish, you know, after however many seconds, like eight seconds, they started swimming around, really, you know, agitated. Okay. 
Like, how is that not just conditioning a fish to not want to get shocked? I don't know. I say it makes me think that, like, time is only really exists based on one's subjective memory. Yeah. And if you, if a thing doesn't have a memory, then they're of something repeating, then there is no time. Right. It's just saying. based on memory. Uh-huh. If my cat Oreo responds to its his name, her name, it's because she remembered it. How long ago? I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So you would think that because that entity has a memory, as you can tell, mm-hmm. has a memory, then there must be some sort of concept of time. I don't uh, know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you just, if you're not, like, this is why this is, like, cognitive neuroscience. Right. Like, how much cognitive capability does an animal have? Right. Probably not very much. So I don't, it, it makes me wonder if animals really do have any, whether it even be subconscious concept of time. Right. I mean, yeah. Well, they have, some animals have a concept of future in some sense. Like, for example, a squirrel storing up acorns for the future. Yeah. I mean, but that may just not be, a, you know, a matter of thought. It may just be a matter of chemicals in their brain. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And humans are, obviously, are probably the only... Uh, kind of biological entity that has a sense of the life being and time being finite. Right. You know, and anticipation. Whereas animals really don't, I don't think. I mean, they can sense when something will happen. I mean, that something will happen in the future. Like, you're, they know at around 5 o'clock, they don't know what 5 o'clock is, but they know it's time that they will be fed. Mm-hmm. And so they act in a way that shows that they're anticipating a future event. What they're not anticipating is probably the end of life. I was just Except say when that. they get to the right. very end and they say that like dogs, when they know they're about to die, they will creep away and hide and they won't eat and they'll, you know, won't interact. So there's something there, but not like, you know, we're thinking 10, 20, 30, 40 years in advance that something's gonna happen. Right. Whereas they're, they're, you know, it's much more a sensory kind of of experience for them. Well, and, you know, I didn't, this is all a theory. For, I didn't read any about this, but, like, preparing not just for the next season, but preparing for what if something doesn't happen. Like, you know, like the migration patterns. Like, what if they don't have that water? What if they don't have those, you know, they don't have any sense of preparation, you know what I'm, what I'm saying there, like, they don't have any, so even if they foresee, you know, in the future, like, okay, in a year, I'm going to have to go, or in six months, I'm going to go have, I'm going to have to walk this again, I'm going to have to migrate Mm -hmm. again, they're not changing their pattern based on, well, you know, six months previous, they're not changing their, their pattern now based on their experience, you know, you get what I'm trying to say? 
Well, I mean, some of these things, they, you know, come out of a biological urge, but they are, you know, a basic urge to go where it's warmer and follow migration routes. But they're probably how they actually do these things is informed by immediate cues that we don't even see. Like, right. you know, some birds, they migrate based on, you know, the magnetic poles. Right. They figure that, you know, because of something in their body, well, you know, the poles are shifting. So maybe 100 years from now, they'll be, you know, migrating in a different pattern. Right. But they're perceiving things that we don't really perceive. And then, but it's not necessarily conscious thought. It's some sort of something that affects their biological urge. Right, right. So. Yeah, I mean, I just think that. Obviously, I have no idea, but <laughs> yeah, that animals probably, for the most part, function based off of innate impulse. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, you know, I have two thought patterns. One is, I guess what we would call subconscious, right? I'm hungry, I eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus, okay, I'm sitting here pondering, you know, when I'm going to die. Right. Or how much time I have left. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe animals really survive on the former. Right. And are not, you know, like like Dad was saying, you know, this is just part of the functioning of the physiology of the, yeah. of the animal. Well, one of the interesting things is, you know, they did another study. I'm not sure what golden shiners are. I don't know if they're, I think they're fish. Fish. And dwarf and inandas. Um, so what they, that whole thing with like food, it's called time, place, learning. So basically conditioning, Mm -hmm. you know, you show them a light or, you know, you show them a light and then 10 seconds later you give them food. Mm -hmm. They can learn that. They can learn that time, place, learning, but they can't learn it on predation risk. So like... They can't learn that if it's, um, they weren't able to learn it based on whether a predator is there or not. They can learn it based on food, Mm. but they can't learn it based on whether a predator Mm. was there. So, like, they can't avoid somewhere based on whether, you know, a shark was there. Which I think is kind of strange. Like, is food more, uh, more, I guess food would be more important than, um... Well, I think, you know, of course they do act in some ways, and maybe it's innate about, you know, where predators can be. They avoid, you know, like a, a squirrel will hide. Yeah. Because there might be a predator. You know, they, they have patterns of behavior that relate to avoiding being eaten. You know, but maybe that's not a conscious thing. That's just built into their... But it's saying program. that it, they don't learn that. Hmm. I'm, I'm thinking it depends on what kind of animal it is. If it's a herd animal, like fish, you know, they go in schools, you know. Um, I don't know. That's just... But, um, (laughs) anyway, um, I 
something to keep in mind, Dad. Okay. Dogs are able to perceive durations of minutes up to several hours, no matter what the owner does. So... I don't quite get that. What does that mean? So you abandon your dog for days at a time. They'll know that it's days instead of minutes? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because they get all skinny because they don't have any food, and so eventually they die. So, yeah. I see so they point. know if you're abandoning <laughs> you're right, them to yeah. let your, you know, have your daughter no, well, let they, them out. Well, they obviously, and, and dogs, they, you know, you see this online all the time. You know, somebody's dog is lost for three years and the dog will recognize the owner yeah and you know so that kind of there's some kind of memory there yeah like what about that saying then like i don't know if it's dogs or cats but like when you leave your pet and they don't think you're ever going to be coming back yeah yeah they don't know that yesterday you came back around this time yeah they just think you're never coming back yeah. Well, you wonder how much of it is some, quote, emotional response and how much is an animal's constant preoccupation with having food. Surviving, I mean, yeah. all they can think of, I mean, that is basically a dog or cat's life is when, how, when and how will I get food. And so, you know, they associate the owner with giving them food. Now, whether or not, I don't think dogs have human emotions at least not as complex as humans have. You know, so it's like people who say, oh, you know, the dog bit me, and now he's licking me because he's so sorry. You know, dogs aren't sorry. Bit you because he had some blood on yeah, your hand. Yeah, that's hand. right, exactly. So, but, it tastes like chicken wing. <laughs> well, one thing that is interesting, I think, is that everybody who has, every human being, has thoughts about time. Mm. I mean, most people, I would think, have contemplated all these things, that things that happened to you, like in my case, happened to me 50 years ago. I can remember with complete clarity. Things so that happened think? last week, I don't, I, you know, I may not remember what I did on such and such a day. And, um, and that some things that it's like they said, you know, the difference between your experience of time if you're doing something pleasurable versus, you know, how would a, a minute feel of something pleasurable, having a good conversation or whatever, or a good meal, versus a minute with your hand on a hot stove. Mm. Your, you know, your experience of that time is very different depending on your external circumstances. Well, and, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but... It's, you're, um, when you're younger, you're having new, always having new experiences. That's a good point. Um, but, you know, you're trying to remember what you're um, thinking, you know, what you did last Sunday, right? Yeah. But what you did last Sunday is the same thing you did every Sunday for the past 50 years. Yeah. You know, like... So it's hard to remember if you did that on Sunday or if you did it on Saturday or, you know, what order you did it on or, you know. Um, but the other thing is, like, even if, you know, that may have been the first time you did it, that you remembered it. Well, or, a simple example of that is when you're driving somewhere, 
and you've never been there before and it seems to take you a lot longer to get to the place where you turn around when you come back it seems to go a lot faster right because you're you know you're aware already you're not you don't have that novelty factor right that you might have otherwise mm -hmm. so yeah I mean if you're just doing something repetitive yeah that with no new stimulus then it's gonna you're gonna have a different perception than like the first time you learned it or encountered it yeah um, that is called hold on I'll find it, it has a certain name uh, something blindness <laughs> we'll find it when we get there. Yeah, we'll put this in the notes at the end of the presentation in the comment section. Yeah. Um, but. But what? Moving on. Okay. Um, people tend to recall events as occurring further back in time than they did, and distance of uh, so recent events occurring further back in time than they did, and distant events occurring more recently than they did. Oh, okay. So, in other <laughs> words, something that happened to me when I was 20 that I vividly remember... Feels like it happened Feels like it was yesterday. just, as they always say, it seems like it was just yesterday. Yeah. Versus something that happened when I was 40 seems like years, as it was, years and years and years ago. Or, yeah, or like, hey, we did this, you know, podcast... When was it? Was it two months ago? Was it a year ago? Was it, you know, who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, you can look it up, obviously, but, mm -hmm. you know. Um, well, like another thing, when you study, when you study history, it's, it seems like a year is a really long time. Many things happen in that year. Say the year 1941, when Pearl Harbor happened, and America got into the war, and the World War II was going on, and many, many things happen, and it seems like a much longer period of time than a year seems to us. Like, this is the last day of 2023, and it just flew by, Yeah, it seems like. Well, like, for me, I mean, you know, in the context of, like, my addiction and in recovery, though, there's, like, an experiential memory of living a life of like drinking every day and what that felt like and today I think that was a long time ago I don't really remember the actual feeling of being drunk all I remember is I really like it mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like it's been a long time since I've had a drink and then I'm like wait a second <laughs> it's only been since August mm -hmm. yeah you know that's that's not a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. At all. It's the same thing with this dreary job I have. I'm like, I could swear to you, I've been toiling <laughs> at an auto parts store for, you know, the past decade. And it's only been, it, I have worked there less than 60 days. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. But, I mean, so it is, you know, I think probably also that for me at least, you know, if you're experiencing something negative that the time is going by slower mm -hmm. as opposed to experiencing something positive. Yeah. Well, and if you're, if it's something that is 
along the lines of what you're saying, if it's something that is creating anxiety and worry and dread, then the time seems to go very slowly. Yeah. And whereas if it's something pleasurable, then, you know, it, you, like, I'm sad that movie is over. It seemed like it was such a good movie that it seemed like it was only a half hour long. Whereas you see something that's really boring, yeah. It can seem like it was a day. It was days long, even though the objective time was the same. Yeah. So there are a few things here. Viords, blah. <laughs> um. <laughs> shorter in shorter in intervals tend to be overestimated while longer intervals tend to be underestimated. Um, so, like you're saying, you know, um, a year, shorter and uh, shorter interval tends to be overestimated. That seems like a long time. Okay. Um, while longer intervals tend to be underestimated. It felt like, mm. you know, the past 30 years flew by. You know, um, seemed like 1990 was like, yesterday but that's because we're old <laughs> you're older um <laughs> this is really insightful isn't it <laughs> you're old you're old you're not as old um time intervals associated with more changes may be perceived as longer so if you have more changes within that time interval mm -hmm. So, 1941, there were so many mm -hmm. changes within that time, right. perceived as longer than intervals with fewer changer, changes. Mm -hmm. So, 2023, not much happened, but 2019, COVID, yeah. you know, it seemed like... 2020. Oh, 2020. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, and with, you know, my personal situation, I've been to... 30-day rehab stint seven times in two years. Mm -hmm. That certainly feels like longer than two years, that I've been in and out of a rehab yeah. for longer than two years. Yeah. In fact, it hasn't even been two years. Well, and you... Oh, it does seem It was a year and a half that I was going in and out of rehab. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and it's such an intense experience for you that stretches out, you know, for, for me... Of course, all that had, you know, is intense in many ways, but it, I didn't experience what you're experiencing, right. so it seems like not as long, you know, when you were starting to do that, yeah. that treatment and, you know, recovery. So, it, one thing everybody thinks about one way or another, anybody who's, you know, any conscious being or human, you think about time a lot. You know how much you you worry about your most people are probably mentally calculating how much time you think you have left mm -hmm. I mean, especially when you get to a certain mm -hmm. point where you you're telling yourself you know based on average lifespan I'm halfway through or I'm more than halfway through so for me based on average lifespan I'm probably you know 80 or 85 percent through which is kind of a it's a weird thought, but you, you know, if you think about it all the time, if you're obsessed with it, then you ruin what time you have left. Mm -hmm. But um, so people think about that. They think about 
you know, am I wasting time? I should be, time is going by, no matter what you do, time goes on. Right. You know, the sun's going to come up every morning. And so you are conscious of whether you're doing things to make the most of the time you have. Most people are thinking about that one way or another. And sometimes people are able to modify their behavior and to do something that they perceive as more valuable with their time, and most of us don't. Most of us know what we should be doing or what we could be doing, but don't. Right. There's this old saying, as Guy said, um, I looked at the birds and wondered, you know, why they stay here and don't go somewhere else. And then I thought, same thing about myself. You know, it's just part of being a human being. And um, so we're all thinking about time in some way or another. You know, for in our society, things are regulated by fairly precise time intervals. Mm -hmm. I have to be to work at 9 a.m., you know, no mm -hmm. matter what. I have to, uh, even if there's something else I'd rather be doing, I have one hour for lunch. You know, I have this much time to drive from here to there. Whereas in other societies where time is still important, but it's not chopped up the way we chop it up. You know, because we, that tends to make you go from short term to short term without thinking in the, you know, the more longer term repercussions of how you're spending the time, your time. Mm -hmm. So for us, you know, everything <coughs> broken down into weeks, right? And so every Friday, at least for me, I think, oh God, another week went by and it was so fast. Yeah. That's partly a function of how old I am. So Emily, my granddaughter, who's nine, she's probably thinking a week seems like forever. Yeah. You know, and so that's just part of being conscious of how long life is. And how, I don't know if this is true, but it's a cliche that you tend to think of time as how, what proportion is it of your life that you have lived. Right. You know, a week for me, or a month for me is, well, I've lived nearly 70 years, so that's 700 and, what, 840 months, something like that. So for me, a month is one 840th of my life. For Emily, who's lived, or Joe, who's six or five, right. and so he has lived 60 months, every month is one 60th of his life. Yeah. And you can't count the time when you were a baby before you were, you know, conscious of of things and so it's that's one of the reasons time seems to go faster the older you get and um, yeah. but that's just part of being a thinking person I mean we're not completely logical obviously we're not even we're probably 20% logical and 80% emotional when you think about it right you know there's also this the concept of like time, it's like a like a, a leading edge. Of time is going by. I mean, every moment is the newest moment. Every you know, and now what I just said is in the past. 
the only thing that is present is this not even millisecond. Mm. It's, you know, it's everything else is past. Even the 20 minutes we've been sitting here, however long it's been, um, and thinking about that, that the future, even though we think about it all the time, has not yet occurred. And it's these kinds of things that people sit around and think about, and probably most people are thinking more or less the same things, you know, in, at least in the same society. Now, it might be, like I was saying, how our time is chopped up so much. Like, think about what it's like for an Aborigine yeah. you know, in Australia, whose time is based on, you know, the seasons. Well, what's kind of, you know, weird, too, is, like, ever since the dawn of time, mm -hmm. people have been trying to quantify it and you know, explain it, and, you know, even, like, Stonehenge with the, you know, like... Solar calendar built Yeah, and, it. you know, the Aztec calendar, mm -hmm. and, you know, always trying to figure out, you know, with the moon cycles and things like that, they've always been trying to figure out how to quantify it mm -hmm. in some way and explain it in some way, you know, so it's always been kind of ingrained in our... Um, in our consciousness, I guess. Well, that, that's true. I mean, there and there are certain things that lend themselves to, you know, regular periods of time, like, you know, the, the lunar calendar, 28 mm -hmm. days. The, you know, the, the uh, winter solstice and, you know, the, the spring, the summer solstice, the longest day and the shortest day. Mm -hmm. And then those days where the night and the day are the same. Mm -hmm. You know, and how they they didn't have, they, they were very observant because they had to be more observant than we are. I mean, you had to be observant about when do we have to go plant? You know, when are the animals likely to be, you know, more active or not as active? And where do you, where should we move to find the most food? You know, we're kind of divorced from that stuff in some sense, but Yeah, but we, we shifted our focus. I mean, once we got, you know, we got clocks, yeah. sundials, clocks, mm -hmm. you know, we just sh shifted our focus onto we have to be at work at 9 o'clock. We have yeah. to, you know... Um, well, once you have an organized society that is not based on everybody doing their own thing, where people have to interact, you have to have time when someone will be there to, to organize what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like this watch I'm wearing right now, this is an atomic watch. So this is down to the tens of thousands of seconds accuracy. I mean, more than that even, even more accurate than that. So, you know, we've, we've developed this way of measuring time that, you know, people didn't have before. Maybe well, that's better or not, I don't know, but... Well, the only reason that we ended up with, you know, the the system that we have now, you know, with um, exact measurements and time zones and things like that is because of the railroad system and people interacting. It really isn't that old. It's like only a hundred and... 
what, 50 years old or something like that? Well, you know? I mean, that's that's part of our modernness, you know, one of the reasons we have time zones. Yeah. And people had to be exact about railroad timetables and so on. But even, you know, like 400 years ago, people had to know when church started. Yeah. Or, of course, they weren't wearing watches then at that time. I mean, clocks were really invented about, what, 400 years ago, maybe? Three, 400 years ago? Mm-hmm. 400 years ago, 500 maybe. But anyway, the point being, not a thousand years ago. Yeah. So, because people didn't really need it as much, but you still needed some way of figuring out, like in medieval times, they would, you know, ring the bells every certain number of times during the day when people could kind of synchronize their activities for what they're doing. Yeah. Whereas a person who's out, just out in the wilderness by themselves, you don't need to, you need to know some basic stuff, how long is the sun going to be up, and that sort of thing. What it, when are the animals going to be active to go hunt them? Well, and your your biologically, your body wakes up based on um, the sun. You know, you get the um, mm-hmm. your circadian rhythm. Yeah. But one interesting thing about that is that I've read and I've experienced this that the actual human circadian Rhythm is like 25 hours, not 20, not 24 hours, like it is mm. on the clock. And so I, one time when I was in law school, and I was stu- basically studying around the clock for finals, my first set of finals, and I found that I would, my time frame over like the course of 10 days, would go like an hour later each day. So I would be, I might study till midnight one day and then I'd find that I'd be staying up until one o'clock the next day until two o'clock in the morning the next day and so on until basically the whole time was shifted so that I was working all night and sleeping during the day. It's just you would think it'd be simply based on what times the sunrise and set but you know that changes day to day. Yeah. So it and there's not not necessarily an innate 24 hour period there's just like kind of a length of day, length of light period, because that's when people could do things. Right. Yeah. Next. Yeah, get on your, uh, <laughs> you now have your, uh, you know, your passcode memorized from watching you do it. It's one, one, three, two. Hey, would you? <laughs> <laughs> anybody, anybody finds her tablet? The number is not one, three, two. Five. Uh, would you? <laughs> um. Uh, so, that was, you know, yeah, that was basically it, you know. What? Um, things last longer when you have more stimuli, um, you know, during the duration. Mm -hmm. Um, they seem longer away when you have more things in between. Uh, basically what's Mm -hmm. going on there. Um... So, the other thing is the stopped clock illusion. What's that? So, when you're looking at a clock, um, when you first get you first get a task, and then you look at the clock, it seems like 
the second hand is going slower when you first look at mm -hmm. it than it actually is. And that's like, um, it's called, or something that is like a repetitive thing, like a drum beating or something like that. It seems like it's going slower than it actually oh. is. Oh, okay. Um, because you're, anything in the first part of your task and the last part of your task seems like it's going slower. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, like a dial tone? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you have your, have the phone up to your ear and then you switch ears, it seems like the dial tone is lasting longer. That's really uh, useful in everyday life. That's right. Huh? <laughs> um, okay. So, let's see. Um, oh. So, here was an experiment that they did. They had people play video games. Mm -hmm. And they had, like, you know playing the video game, and then they delayed the movement after they pressed the button. Mm -hmm. And then, so eventually, you know, they, the players were like, you know, they adjusted to that, right? Okay. And then they put it back, you know, they fixed mm -hmm. it. Well, then they, the players believed that the cause you know, so the button pressing happened before the effect actually happened. So, playing a video game, even though they set it back correctly, they calibrated it correctly, they thought that they still had to do it earlier. No, there was still a gap yeah. in between. Yeah. Even, like, even though... And that's called the, uh, that's called reversal of temporal order judgment. Yeah, yeah I was just saying about that the other day. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, okay, emotional states. Okay. So, um, we were kind of talking about this, like, you know, when you're, um, when you're like in awe of something. You time goes by slower. Like, oh my god, that's so mm. Um, because you're focused on it. When you're focused on something, time goes by slower. Um, fear. Time slows by, uh, slows down when you're in, when you're in dangerous events, like a car accident, um, robbery. Well, that's interesting because they always say that people always say when they have some traumatic accident or something like that, that time seemed to slow down. Yeah, it goes down. That they could, and they could actually sometimes take action in a what seems like a split second, but to them it was like there was time to think and to do, you know, as opposed to perception of time in everyday life. Yeah, I mean, like, when I got into that car accident in high school, mm -hmm. in the mountains, yeah. I remember as the vehicle was rolling, 
and I can still remember the exact thoughts in my mind were, you know, okay, cover your eyes, you may break some bones, but you're not going to die in this. Like, yeah. specific, you know, sequential thoughts I remember. It, you know, and that accident was probably a matter of seconds, you yeah. know, and yeah. it was over. But I, like, and the other question, too, like, when you're in fear is how much does the fear affect your later recall of the events? Like, was I really thinking that? Yeah. Or am I thinking that now, what I should you have been supplied, thinking? You supplied it to yourself. Yeah, back then, I don't created know. Created memory. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's definitely, obviously, a link between memory and the perception of time. I mean, because memory is, you know, we did an episode on um, memory. But memory is not... It's not the actual event, right? It's just what... Every time you remember something, you're remembering the last time you remembered it. That's interesting. So, you're not... You know, you're remembering how slow it went. You're remembering, you know... It's not the actual event. It's the perception of the event. Well, that, I mean, that's it. Like, when you're talking about various emotional states... How do they know that? Well, yeah. they ask you later. Yeah. You know, boo, we scared you. How did you feel time went well, when we scared you? But when you've had other... And so you're not experiencing the same. Well, when yeah. you've had other things that have happened to you that were traumatic, quick, like a fall or whatever, those times you maybe you're not thinking, oh, I remember that if I twist my body this way, I'm less likely to break and, you know, yeah. my elbow... But on that particular one that you had, which is a particularly traumatic event, you know, I, I would think that there was probably some validity to people. You think that because that's a universal thing you hear people say. Mm -hmm. It was in slow. It seemed like it was in slow motion, and I was having thoughts about you know my family or whatever. Yeah. And as this was happening, as I was in fear of my life, and it seems like almost a universal experience, not for every single um, event, traumatic event that has <laughs> get my coffee. Yeah. Um, well, product placement. Yeah, right. <laughs> Brought to you by Starbucks. Yes. Actually not. Could you please pay me for this? Thank uh, you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't pay for it, so what do you worry about? <laughs> Sponsor. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's actually a thing about exactly what you said. Is so they had people like they pushed them out of a plane, did a free fall, and then they were like, "Please tell me, you know, every two seconds, how long two seconds is." But at the same time, they acknowledged it. They were like okay, but you're diverting your attention, either way, you're diverting your attention to pressing the button and not being scared, or, yeah, you know, like, there's no way that you can, you know, you can fully quantify it and fully experience the fear and the perception of, of time at the same time. You know what I 
You get what I'm saying? Like, there's no way that you can do that. Well, they're not going to... I mean, if you're an experimental subject, you know they're not going to really put you at fair risk uh -huh. of your life. You're not thinking that. But when you're in an unpredictable situation, like your car rollover, yeah. you know, it's... Um, your, you know, your thoughts are going much faster than, you know, they're probably in milliseconds. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of like if you fall asleep and you have a very lengthy, uh, complicated dream with lots of things happening, and you wake up and it was 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, when yeah. in your experience in your in your head, it was much longer than that. Yeah. It's um. Oh, the other thing too is like when you're talking about, well, did I create that? I mean. Def, very definitely, people create memories which seem just as real as a, a real memory would be. I mean, sometimes, like if you were a little kid and somebody told you, "Oh, I remember that you did this. It was, you know, so cute. Right. You did this or whatever." And after a while, that becomes your own memory. Right. Uh -huh. Even though you didn't perceive it at the time, your brain is filling in the details uh -huh. to to create that memory. So, you know, memory is obviously unreliable in, in many ways. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the more we talk about this, the more I think, you know, there's sort of like the factual time. Yeah. And then everything else is based entirely subjectively. Yeah. You know... Like, Dad and I were talking about my experience going to, like, rehab again. Like, the reason why this past two years have seemed so long for me was I experienced that in a different way that was unique mm -hmm. uh -huh. to Dad's experience. Yeah. And, well, for so, multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. Number one, they were cut, they were chopped up, chopped yeah. up into different time periods, but also because... They were fair, you know, that is fairly traumatic for you, um, probably very traumatic for you, but also um, you're going in between sober, not sober, sober, yeah. not sober, you know, and so that, you know. Well, yeah, and another part of that is like for you dealing with all the emotions you've had to deal with and uh -huh. dealing with the physical, okay, for other people rehab would seem different because rehab would actually be a time when other people who are concerned about you could relax because you're in a safe place mm -hmm. but you're going through all the turmoil internally of dealing with you know part of it is you know your recollections of the past part of it is is this going to work part of it is this is boring Part of it is, you know, I've been through this, whatever, <laughs> or, you know, what other people's perceptions are of what I'm going through and my, you know, my health and all the rest of it. And so you pack so much more into that time mm -hmm. yeah. than other people do who are mainly, for other people, you're going to rehab is relief. For you, it's start of a new right. difficult experience. And so it seems like forever to you. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, I mean, looks like we're running close to the end of time, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, how does, <laughs> how does substance affect your perception of time? 
And what, you know, like, for example, how I can tell you this, other than blackouts, when I was drinking day in and day out, there was no regular sleep schedule. I couldn't tell you, I mean, apart from the behavior, but I couldn't tell you when certain major events happened. Couldn't tell you how long I was in the hospital. Yeah. Couldn't tell you how long, you know. Yeah. What time of day it was. And so that, and then when you start going in and out of sobriety, how that affects your, yeah. your perception of time. And then, you know, for me, the, and how far out in sobriety does it start where time starts going to be easier, not faster, easier. Yeah. yeah. Instead of counting, I've been sober for seven days, eight days, you know, and you're just yeah. trudging through it versus, you know, oh, I've been, I've been sober yeah. for a long period of time. I don't need to count the days anymore. <laughs> Yeah. You know, kind of thing, but... Well, it, that's... Because I always took it, and this is from a naive perspective, that one of the reasons that people tend to drink is if they have traumatic issues in their life or troublesome issues, anxiety, whatever. And I'm not meaning, I'm just generalizing here. That just like if a person is depressed, they sleep all the time, is to not be conscious. Mm-hmm. Is to not is to get past. I will not be in mental or emotional pain if I'm not conscious. And so, drugs or drinking or other kinds of things are ways of erasing consciousness to avoid pain. And so, for a person who, like you were saying, you had no consciousness of time really. It's that's that's part of it you know mm-hmm. and so it's like that movie click movie click no. yeah when i was 10 <laughs> <laughs> anyway but so yeah but but that is but that is so that affects your perception of time because for like you said it's blackouts where you're physically you know unable. yeah but i don't know if if when a person blacks out are they dreaming in a sense no not per se it's just like you wake up it's okay that was five hours and i was out i don't have no recollection but then were you experiencing something not in the blackout but in other times you were experiencing something but you weren't really remembering it because of the effects of the physical you know you don't remember partly because you know it alcohol you know, when you're inebriated, it kind of eliminates some memory. You don't remember what happened, what you said last night. Right. But you did, at the time you did, You knew, because you were interacting in some way, not in mm-hmm. a way that you would normally, you know, do it without having the, you know, effect of the substance on you. I don't know, interesting stuff. I think, I think it's time to wrap up. Well... Let me see if I have anything interesting else. Anything oh. else that's interesting. Um, that chrono perception, huh? <laughs> kind of went far afield on this one, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, that's the whole point of these. Um, okay. One quote. 
We are aware of time. We are aware of the fragility of time. We are aware of what happens when your uh, when your time to do the things you want is taken away from you. Um, her psychological state alters the perception of the passing of time, such as the perceived slowing down of time when there is little to occupy the mind. So I would say time out. Did you guys, what was the most, is the thing that we do at the end? Was something that you found most interesting or you didn't know before or? <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, it's just one of those things. Probably. <laughs> it's just one of those things where you don't, you know, like the, any of these topics that you have, you don't really sit down and think about all the aspects of a topic. Yeah. You know, and, you know, yeah, everybody, there, an overarching theme for humans, like Dad is talking about, like, how much time you have, you know, left to live, or, but the other is, you know, even, like, the most mundane things. Like, yesterday when I was at work, I was talking to a customer, and I said, I've got 17 minutes and 32 seconds left until I clock out, mm -hmm. and it's quitting time. <laughs> and, you know, and then there's five minutes left, and all of a sudden I'm like, where did the time go? Yeah. So, you know, so that's kind of interesting to take a step back and look at all the various aspects of our perception of time. Yeah. I think it's really, you know, interesting how it's not just one thing. It's a culmination of everything. Like, you know, it's your, you know, how old you are. I, a point I didn't touch on in here is, like, even the temperature can affect how, you know, how the passage of time and, you know, it's... How much you have to pee? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, you know, almost everything can affect it. And everyone's perception of time, it's just your perspective and it's really tied into your memory and um you know it's hard you can't really quantify it well i think one thing these kinds of podcasts when we go sit around and talk about things that you know pass through your mind but you don't really examine kind of like you're mm -hmm. saying is how universal things are really among human beings mm -hmm. i mean you think probably everybody one time or another has thought to themselves, "Is my blue the same as your blue?" Yeah. yeah. You know, do you perceive the same thing I perceive? Same thing with time and other things like that. And then you, you've kind of realized that humans are built in a way that they have many of the same reactions to the same things. You know, even maybe it's different in your different society, but among a certain society you tend to have the same kind of reactions. So we're at the one minute or one hour and three minute time frame. Shall we wrap are, up? Are you trying to wrap up? I'm saying... <laughs> okay, I guess we're out. wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we're wrapping up. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and follow. Send money. Send money. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, Starbucks, are you hearing us? Goodbye. <laughs> okay,